Abby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we will be discussing some of our favorite Germione fanfics, as well as the new Hogwarts Legacy game. Very excited. Germione is one of my favorite ideations of like the Harry Potter universe. You don't see a ton though, but I love seeing like all the mix and match like pictures of like Draco Malfoy and Hermione and like all the fan art that's been done of it. So I'm super excited to start reading some of the fan fan art is amazing. Also, I just I know that we've already talked about this before, but we're just so disappointed that Draco did not canonically have a redemption arc. And also we kind of hate Ron Weasley. And so this is just so much better in our opinion um, to live in a universe where Germione is the reality. And we do also once again want to preface that we do not support J.K. Rowling. However, we do love the characters she's created and some of the things that have spun off of this series. Yeah, like, okay, her art, we like her art. She sucks. She's a bad person. facts. Yeah. Maybe she'll redeem herself one day, but she's certainly not trying. (laughs) But we did like to throw that out there. So don't come for us, please. And thank you. (laughs) Um, So let's start with the Dramini fanfic picks. I went with some short ones. I had to turn to our good friend TikTok to find some because I had been going through some long ass fanfictions and I just couldn't do it so I did go with some shorter a little spicier ones and I wasn't disappointed yeah I would like to say that I fucking love that in all of these like she's left Ron Weasley either because he's like a freaking moron or pathetic and like (laughs) or just like doesn't like perform well sexually and that just cracks me up yeah that's the gospel truth that's the gospel truth um, so the first one I chose is called Ardent Bonds by Music. It's M-U-S-Y-C, um, and it's from Archive of Our Own. So the summary is pretty short. Uh, it is definitely a dark romance, heavy on, like, yes. the BDSM side of things. So maybe it was wrong to think about this. Maybe it was horrible to even consider. But if Draco Malfoy liked to dominate, she couldn't stop herself from picturing it, picturing him. damn so this story pops off right from the beginning we get like a little bit of like intro (laughs) and i guess this is actually part three of some germany chapters that she's been working on um so this is chapter three it's just one chapter um it's about it's almost seventeen thousand words sixteen thousand seven hundred forty one words so pretty short some of the I, i would call them kinks i guess that you'll see throughout this, obviously, is BDSM. Um, You do have bondage and shibari specifically. So that is like the intricate knot tying, your dom sub category, uh, panking, spanking, and flogging, delayed gratification. It's a workplace romance. You get a little bit of everything. It really packs a punch in a short amount of time. Amazing. Um, So this kind of follows the years later after like the aftermath of the Battle of Hogwarts. So they actually do reference it quite a bit because she is embarrassed that she like wants this from Draco Malfoy, who is supposed to be, you know, her enemy after everything. Um, So I really, really liked that. You know, they reference that all of the students are basically working at the ministry. I guess the ministry hires everybody after Hogwarts. But I did really like Draco's character. It 
it was really good to see, you know, kind of how some of that dark side in him manifested into more of like a sexual energy. He's really he's scary. He's got some but, really repressed like childhood trauma. But it really kind of makes sense for their characters. Like they both want to have kind of like that control and they each like find their outlet in different ways. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, the ending itself super cute i like well it wasn't cute um <laughs> but it was really good there's <laughs> something like, wrong with us <laughs> yeah like i love that for them um it's probably not everyone's cup of tea so check your tags and your trigger warnings before starting but probably on anything that's on ao3 yeah. <laughs> tags and trigger warnings but i do i think i do prefer ao3 stories over like wattpad or anything else just because like there's a little more depth i think yeah. To the stories are a little more well written. I do think like, yeah, the quality tends to be higher on average. Uh, not to say that there's not some stellar fix on other sites, but like, yeah. it's just, it feels like the hits are more common on AO3. Like the batting average is higher, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they don't miss is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but that was Ardent Bonds by Music. Okay, amazing. So I know you kind of tended to do more of the like shorter ones. I the ones that I chose all happen to be somewhat longer, actually. And before I chose these to talk about, I did read a couple other longer ones that I was just not feeling like the story wasn't that great. And I couldn't really get into them. So I actually went to Reddit for recommendations. There's um, a couple threads of you know people's favorites so uh this first one i'll talk about is recompense by quick notes quim and the summary says since the war hermione has hidden away from the world striving to restore her parents health using ever darker magic draco an ex-con and outcast spends his nights chasing leads in an attempt to solve a heinous crime after nearly a decade of dead ends they meet again only for their mutual secret to be unearthed one that changes everything With any luck, this unlikely pair will put their past behind them and discover love is worth the risk. Okay, so there's some things going on here. So first of all, this is a complete work, which is uh, 32 chapters long. Word count is about 121,000. Hermione is a morally gray queen in this story. I love that. So you know how, like, canonically, she erased her parents' memory since the war ended and she felt like they would be safe again, she tried to restore their memory and realized that things kind of backfired on her. Her efforts to fully restore their memory did not, they have not been successful. She's turning to dark potions and dark magic to try to find some sort of solution to bring her parents back fully. And her mom has more of an intact memory than her dad does. Her dad's like really just kind of like not, back to normal but her mom has like these days of lucidity but on the days that she is lucid she is so angry and like betrayed that Hermione did it in the first place and she basically is like I want to die (laughs) it's horribly dark oh my god and so Hermione is distraught so like in this one like did her erasing their memories like cause them to go like crazy or like they on like days they can just remember the past There are days that they just remember and it's much more common for her mom to remember, but otherwise they, um, 
on the days they don't remember, they're just charmed to believe that they are whatever she charmed them to think that they are, like different people. So okay. that, and basically Hermione's mom feels like she chose magic over her family and Hermione's really distraught. But what is even fucking crazier is at the end of the first chapter, you learn that Hermione and Draco are actually legally married. And they have been for a decade. They got married after the end of the war. It does not give you any, like, um, motivations or anything. But it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm married to Draco. And I have not seen him in 10 years. And because she's living in the muggle world with her parents. So that's how it sets up the story. Oh, my God. (laughs) it's, It's got POVs from both Hermione and Draco, which I love. So the tropes, it is a second chances uh, trope is the tag because they're technically married, but it's not like they broke up. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. So and that's so not usually like, my favorite. Yeah. So the second chance aspect of it is the fact that they were married but never actually had a relationship, I suppose. Weird. Um, so it's like an arranged fake marriage, uh, slow burn, enemies to lovers. And so far, I've read the first five chapters. I like it a lot. And I really am excited to uncover like, the motivations for the arranged marriage because it's like what like was the reason and like of course I want Hermione's parents to be healed and yeah I'm see I think like I would have just left it as is like let them their memories well I think she that's kind of the morally gray aspect because I think she selfishly wants them back you know yeah I get that so it's tough. And at this point, she's done so she's used so much unethical magic. I guess it's not like the unforgivable curses, but she's used so she's much like, like dark, magic. dark magic and knows that if people found out what she did, like she could potentially actually like go to Azkaban because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really unethical. Yeah. So she's, yeah, struggling. Interesting. I love that. That's such yeah. a neat take on it. Mm hmm. So the second one I chose is even shorter <laughs> than the first one. Um, again, it's just a one, a quick one chapter. It's called The Queen of Lonely Hearts. It's by Raven underscore Maiden on um, Archive of Our Own. So it is 6,665 words. Nice. Super, super short. So the summary is just Hermione Granger has a brilliant idea for the office Christmas party this year. Her co-worker Draco Malfoy begs to differ. So it is just a super fun Christmas office rival Hermione fanfic. Yeah. And I was just eating that shit up. So once again, they are working for the ministry, but it is definitely more of like a casual type role. So like mm-hmm. it was giving me like the office vibes or like. Okay. Yeah, like so they just do like paperwork and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing crazy. So basically they're both just like biding their time in this role until they can move on to like bigger and better things because they have to get like experience. Um and so Hermione wants to bring in some of her muggle traditions for Christmas. And so they're having an ugly Christmas sweater party. (laughs) But the caveat is she's trying to also be a matchmaker because their department like kind of sucks. And so she wants to like boost morale. And she's basically been pairing up like all the single people 
couple that she thinks would go well together. She's and, like, here's what everyone needs. Uh, yeah. Break up with your coworkers in the future. <laughs> exactly. But they're all like different departments. So it's fine. Okay. But basically, they're both like pining for each other, but like refusing to admit it. Because again, like they do talk a little bit about some of like the past relationships they had in school and stuff and how like it'd be embarrassing. There are like Harry Potter and Ron are also in this story. Um, okay. Ron, not so much because she said they broke up and he's now dating Luna Lovegood, which I thought was absolutely bonkers. Um, that makes not a lot of sense to me there's like a lot of like jealousy tropes there's forced proximity because they work together and like some like office romance like they bang in the office like semi in public nice it was really really cute and also draco kept getting all of the muggle christmas characters names incorrect and he called rudolph rodarch (laughs) rodark And that tickled me so bad. That's so wholesome. It because was. I, it was I so forget that, cute. Like, yeah, he wouldn't know any of the traditions. I love it. Yeah, it was like just a fun little read. It took like 10 minutes and I, 10 out of 10, would Amazing. recommend. So I'm actually going to talk about two more because one of them I did not read, but I just have to mention it. But we'll start with the one that I have started to read. So, and by the way, all these that I found are on AO3 as well. So this one's called Draco Malfoy and the Mortifying Ordeal of Being in Love by Is This Self-Care? And I love that username. I think that's so fun. Is this (laughs) self-care? The butterfly. The butterfly, yeah. Oh, amazing. So the summary says, Hermione straddles the muggle and magical worlds as a medical researcher and healer about to make a big discovery. Draco is an Auror assigned to protect her from forces unknown to both of their displeasure. So this is another complete work, 36 chapters and about 200,000 words. The tropes slash genres are slow burn, forced proximity, enemies to lovers, we, we love. And it's also like a rom-com action adventure story. You can tell like the vibes are much more rom-com which I think is kind of a fun little take on this because normally when people write these, I think they tend to be more on the dark side, which makes sense. Like I get it. But yeah, this one seems a little more lighthearted, which I think is a really fun take. Um, So far I've only read like the first chapter. I really want somebody to not even necessarily use like Hermione and Draco like as their characters, but just write something so similar where they like reference like this giant like magical battle, but like their relationship afterwards. Like if an actual book was written about that, I would eat it up. Yeah, kind of like how the love hypothesis is kind of Raylo based. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah, they should do that. I would be into that. Allie Hazelwood, could we? I don't trust commission her. you. <laughs> I don't trust you're, her for that you're one. Right. I need someone. She else messes to do it up it. every time. I love her so much, but also I don't. <laughs> I love her so much, but she pisses me off on the daily. You're right. That's not <clears> who <throat> I want to do that. Anyway, the last one I want to talk about is because it's by the same author as another one we're going to discuss. So this is called All You Want by Sen Lin Yu, S-E-N-L-I-N-Y-U. So this is an Omegaverse Dramini fic. At first I was like, I'm not sure I'll read this, but I don't know, part of me wants to know more because 
we I'm curious <laughs> we don't know like much of the omega verse lore and so we were actually thinking about like maybe doing a mini sode at some point about the omega verse and reading a book but i guess let us know if you <laughs> if you'd be into that i did read the first couple chapters at first i was just scarred and upset and thrown off by how badly Hermione was all of a sudden trying to bang Neville Longbottom. And I was like, jump scare, like what is happening? But basically they let her know that Hermione, he did get hot, but he's not bangable. Maybe he is in this book. I don't know. I just feel like personality wise, I can't get over how he was throughout the stories. But basically, Hermione is an Omega, which in this book means that females at the age of 19 go into heat for alphas. And so Neville's an alpha. Surprise. Really? Yes. I think that's the most shocking thing out of everything you've said so far. Shocking and upsetting. Um, And, oh, canonically in this story, God, what is uh, the Weasley's dad? Arthur. Arthur Weasley is an alpha and Molly Weasley is an omega. So maybe like the omega is supposed to be like the alpha's like partner. So like maybe the yes. beta like reports to the alpha, but the omega is like wifey material. I don't know. I'm not positive, but I know that like this says that the um, omegas and alphas can form a soul bond with each other. So like a mating bond, basically. Anyway, the summary of this one says, eighth year at Hogwarts was supposed to be Hermione's. And it is, just not in the way she expects. So I think she's about to be... only went for seven years. Yeah, that's the other part that's confusing, because this takes place after the war, but she's at Hogwarts. Does she have to repeat a year? That's embarrassing. Her other classmates are there, too, so she wouldn't be repeating a year. So maybe in this universe, like, they have, like, a college-level... Hogwarts or something. Like maybe before they like start working. Yeah. It's like maybe it's like an internship. Hogwarts Uni. But it's 36 Mm. chapters and about 173,000 words. I mean, I'll give it a go. I'm probably going to read it. At first I was like, I'm not so sure. But now I'm like, I need to know more. Genuinely curious. Yeah. (laughs) About like the dynamic we have going on in this book. (laughs) Just be aware that you will be scared during the first chapter because she is feral for Neville Longbottom. Young scarer. (laughs) But Draco is also in it. Yes. It is a Dramine fic. So I have a feeling that they're going to have a soul bond bond with you. Okay. Tracks. Um, So then one more book we do want to talk about. Neither of us have read it. However, this is probably the most popular Dramine fanfic ever written. Um, Again, it is by Senlin Yu. It's called Manacled. The summary on this is Harry Potter is dead. In the aftermath of the war, in order to strengthen the might of the magical world, Voldemort enacts a repopulation effort. Hermione Granger has an order secret, lost but hidden in her mind, so she is sent in as an enslaved surrogate to the High Reeve until her mind can be cracked. So, obviously, this kind of, like, breaks away from, like, the and the real ending of Harry Potter, the canon falling, um... The conclusion of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix. So, like, the Battle of Hogwarts and stuff doesn't even happen. There is a book, though. Like, I think it was a published book. And there oh, are a bunch of really good illustrations, too, by Avondale. 
Sorry, yeah. Yeah, those are posted throughout on like the, where it's published on AO3. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can buy the book anymore. I know some people got like special edition copies like on TikTok, but mm, I, I wonder if they have the illustrations cuz they're really cool. But this is a completed story. It's 77 chapters. The word count is 370,515. So she's chunky. There are some like triggering tags again. So just make sure you check those. So forced pregnancy, um, imprisonment, imprisonment, memory loss, rape, non-con, elements, eventual romance, mystery, self-harm, flashbacks, slow burn, espionage, graphic depictions of violence. So from what I know about the book, basically like Hermione is in like a handmaid's tale type environment here. Um, so she's like forced to reproduce to up the population for the wizards. Uh, she was given to Draco Malfoy like gifted to him because his family and their involvement with Voldemort, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually they do fall in love. I do know like somewhere along the way she does lose her memory. So I haven't read it, but I have seen quite a bit about it on like TikTok. Yeah, we'll have to follow up with this one in case we want to like do an episode on it because... I heard it's absolutely just a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking story. So it sounds pretty dark. My cup of tea every once in a while, you know? I love to cry. I can't do it often, but I do like to do it. Love a good cathartic cry. But I'll let you talk about Hogwarts Legacy because I still haven't bought it. Okay, y'all. Hogwarts Legacy. So right now it's out on PC and PS5. I believe that it'll be released to PS4 and some other platforms like in the next couple months. Basically, your witch or wizard has an extremely rare ability. So it's a very like chosen one storyline. You have the power to see and use ancient magic, which is something that hasn't been present in like the past like 20 or 30 years, basically. So it's an open world role-playing game, and basically you just like run around. There's the main storyline, of course, where you're trying to defeat the evil um, uh, goblin general Ranrock and the dark wizard Victor Rookwood because they're... Okay, here's where it's like a little fucked up because the goblins are basically like they're rebelling for equal rights, it kind of seems like, but they're portrayed as the villains. (laughs) So I don't know about how I feel about that, but they are, they do be murdering people, which is not the right thing to do, but like. It's like very different than what Voldemort was trying to do. It's just like, I just think like, I know JK Rowling, like very much in her books, like coded the goblins as Jewish people. And so I don't necessarily love this particular take. However, yeah, because even Voldemort, like in the book, like she kind of gave him like the same tendencies as like Hitler. Yeah. And we've already talked about how questionable she is. So that is my biggest complaint Uh with the video game in general, although I don't think that was the intent. It's pretty fucked up, though. I could see how. Yeah, it definitely could be portrayed as insensitive. Um, So. Just, you know, bear in mind, of course, that that is a potential, like, interpretation that people might have. So I will say the parts of the game that I am the biggest fan of is just the exploring. 
you get to run around Hogwarts and the surrounding villages and just find secrets. Eventually, like you learn spells as you go because you're a student at Hogwarts. By the way, you join as a fifth year, which is also unique about your your character. That's Um, nice. You've never learned anything before. And so you're like, oh, wow, I'm new here. So you're learning all these spells. You're learning how to fight. You're learning how like Alohomora eventually you learn and you start unlocking shit and getting into places you're not supposed to be. And it's just like so fun because you can just be like a little like shit stirrer or you can be a little rule follower. Like you just get to pick uh, how you're going to play. And that's my favorite part of the game is just running around getting into shit. I shouldn't. I need to download it. It sounds so fun. It's very fun. And you also get to, um, you know, like the customization isn't super detailed of your character, but you do get to customize your character. And you can eventually um, later in the game, like go to Hogsmeade and like go to the salon, kind of change up your look, get new Hmm. clothes unlocked and new cloaks and stuff that look pretty dope. So it's a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Love that. So I do recommend the game overall. But that wraps up this mini-sode. Join us next week. We're actually going to be covering Jeanette McCurdy's memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, which is a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, we didn't, we haven't done nonfiction yet Mm-mm. on this podcast. So it'll be different. Obviously, it's not going to be the exact same format as normal since there's not really like a plot or, or like characters, characters or but yeah, we'll have some interesting discussion about that and I'm excited. Um and then for the next 3 minisodes following this one, we are going to be covering the Steminus novel or novellas. Speaking of Allie Hazelwood, um <laughs> Love you queen. So there are three different stories. However, you can purchase like all three of them in one book or you can download them separately on like Amazon or Kindle. I think they're like a dollar. So yeah, not super expensive, but they are really, really they're well good, but also like some better than others. They are something else entirely is how I'll put it. Very excited to cover them, though. They are cute. They have aspects that we like and they have aspects that we don't like, as per usual. But yeah, I believe the collection of all three is called Loath to Love You. Loath to Love You. Yeah, in case you're looking for that. But yeah, go ahead and get started on those and we'll talk to you next week. And as always, let's get lit. Let's get lit.